0: Is my
1: stick! What's your favorite scary
0: movie? Good evening, and welcome to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. We are your hosts. I'm I'm Daniel DeBona. Yes, you are, and I'm David Uyoa. and uh, we are here, as you can see. Uh, Daniel's got his uh, his bama. Uh, Christmas
1: hat on in the playoff, uh, baby. Suck at Florida State.
0: Uh, yeah, do suck at Florida State. Uh, <laughs> on this one, we can agree. Um, <laughs> um, my uh, yeah, my Eagles were nowhere near. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, so, um, anyway, um, we're we had a couple weeks off, um. I, I couldn't. Then you couldn't. Then I couldn't. And right. uh, and and now we're back because we both can.
1: Right. Um, because we're
0: here. Because we're here. And so uh, so we've decided to issue the movies that we were going to do instead of pushing them back. We'll just push them far back and uh we're gonna kickstart our our holiday season here uh and we're starting with one that uh daniel this one was um was your suggestion so in in a segment that we're gonna call twas the night before christmas um why don't you give us a little bit of background on 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 our movie the mean one
1: So the mean one is one that I it's a movie that kept popping up like Amazon and all these places kept suggesting it, especially after like I rented Blood and Honey back in the summer. And it it, it just it kind of it kind of just it was always hanging around in the background. So we started kind of looking at at Christmas movies we could do. And I was like, all right, I've just I've seen like the I've seen like stills for this so many times. I have to watch this movie. And the thing about this movie was it was, you know, it was a complete and total crapshoot. We had absolutely no idea what we were getting into it, Mm -hmm. what we were getting from it. So here's what's amazing about being a horror fan. When, we, when you love this genre the way that we love this genre, then you get the, the wonderful and awesomeness that comes with these movies that get released that are art. You get Rosemary's Baby, and you, uh, you, know, you get these Ari Aster films, and you get these things where you sit down and you watch it and you go, this is cinema, and you love that. But when you love it the way we love it, you occasionally get a movie like The Mean One that is not good but it is so much fucking fun to watch. Yeah. This movie was everything that Winnie the Pooh blood and honey wished it could have been. Absolutely. This movie leaned hard into the camp. It had so much fun with it. Like Winnie like Pooh blood and honey actually was able to use all the right names and stuff. This one was like towing with the lines of legality and the Seuss estate. And they pushed absolutely as far as they could go and had a lot of fun with it. This movie is ridiculously campy, very gory, and just fun. It's always nice to go back and see one of these and be reminded that the movies that don't take themselves seriously within this genre can be fun to watch i i I enjoyed the hell out of watching this and yeah no it is not worthy of a single award like don't even put this thing up for like (laughs) razzies don't just mainstream just don't even acknowledge this thing exists everybody leave it the fuck alone and just just let the people like us let this thing fall upon us naturally and, and find it and enjoy it the way I did last night. I had a blast watching this.
0: I did too. And, um, you know, when you first suggested it and I saw the poster for it, I thought, this is probably going to be like Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah, and, I, I was afraid of too. And I thought, you know what? Um, we've committed to this thing. Um, we've done a lot of the good Christmas movies. Um, so, all right, let's, let, let, let's do this and i was so pleasantly surprised um to me it 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 was it was like watching santa slay last yeah. year which i hadn't seen before because i had written it off as just you know schlock right and and it is but it's really good schlock um i kept thinking throughout the whole movie that if this movie had even like half of its budget more if it had like 150 percent budget it would have been so much better right um and it does lean into its low budget quality and i think it is better for that uh, if this had been done um on like a uh like a violent night level i don't know if it would have hit as well um but because it really leaned into that, it, it felt like a sci-fi movie.
1: Yes, it felt like a sci-fi original.
0: Yeah, you know, and and a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's it's not shot on professional cameras, and the lighting isn't the greatest. And, and but it, it, to me, that was part of the magic of this movie. Yeah. Where um, once I was done with it, I kind of regretted not watching this thing with my son. Right, Because he, I feel like he really would have enjoyed this um, it, it manages to be very funny Despite the fact that I don't know a single one of these actors Correct And I go back to that point that we talked about with Talk to Me um, Why do we keep using the same actors in all these movies Throw in some of these people here Now you're going to recognize only one name And you're not going to recognize the face Which is David Howard Thornton uh, yep. Who is a clown And so like, that was the only thing that coming into this movie, I thought, OK, well, that's a positive because I, I I don't know the director. Um, I, I don't know any of the cast. I don't know any of the crew. So like I'm going into this thing completely blind except for David Howard Thornton. right? And, and so I was like, man, and, and you know what? We'll get to talking about him. But I'm so glad that we did this movie because what a fun time.
1: And so, I mean, when we start to talk about all the fun that it is, I mean, we got to tell kind of what the premise of this movie is. So in a segment that we're calling The Nuisance, if you're watching <laughs> live, there's a great little visual pun there. I mean, take us through take us through, just kind of how this movie played out. Like, how did they turn The Grinch into a horror movie? Um, you, You
0: hit the nail on the head at the beginning of the show where you said that, like, they kind of towed that line really well there were moments where i felt dirty yeah yeah yeah, where i felt like i was watching something i shouldn't be watching um where i was like do i need a male like the geisel family um like a dollar or something because like i i i feel like i should but man i mean the the story the, the premise is so simple uh there there is there's almost no story almost none there's almost none there's enough of a framing to make a story possible but you almost don't even need that right um i love the way that they start this out with like you know the story of cindy you know who i love that
1: i I was like oh
0: that's the way they're gonna do this fucking fantastic um where you know she kind of turns the grinch into this like great guy right? right and his heart grows three sizes too big uh and it's like okay awesome so but then it's like nah but that's not exactly how it happened and then they show us the alternate version of this story and i think that that's such a great way to start this off where it's like you know the story now we're going to give you the different version of the story and we're going to show you what a grinch really would do right and to turn him into essentially a cryptid I yes. thought was was a, a brilliant move because uh, to me it was it, it the rest of it almost played out like a Hallmark movie where it's like you know <laughs> Cindy's coming back into town for the first time and here's the guy here's the small town guy the, the small town cop about, yeah. right and like the spirit of Christmas is gone and they need to bring the spirit of Christmas back. It was, it was very, very Hallmark. And because of the low budget quality, it even looked like a yes. Hallmark movie. Um, and I don't watch these movies, but it very well could be that that's where they went to find the cast for this. <laughs> I have no idea. But if I saw like even a, a one scene of this at my parents' house, I would assume that they were watching a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yes. Um it was it, to, to me, it was just the, the story exists only to get the Grinch or the mean one from murder scene to murder scene. And uh, it starts off uh, OK with with the murder of Cindy's mom and then escalates. And I think that I was really enjoying the movie, but I was kind of just along for the ride until one specific scene. Which is the scene in the bar with all the Santas from Santa the
1: Santa Con, Con scene? <laughs>
0: that scene, like, and and that's where I finally thought, you know what? If this thing had any money behind it, it could be amazing because with what little budget they had, they were able to turn what should have been a really bad scene, like it should not have worked, into something that was well choreographed, where the violence was brutal, and it was it was, it still managed to be funny because right. like he's whipping around these canes that are made of plastic. Right. You know, and you know that they're made of plastic, you know, but the way that like he, like, there's a brutality there and Thornton doesn't play the mean one, the same way he plays art, the clown. And we'll get more to him later. But I think in that scene, we really start to see him have fun yeah, with, with this, because it's really the first time that we get to see him yeah. and see the makeup. And that's another way in which this blew blood and honey out of the water because blood and honey like they looked fucking stupid yeah they look terrible it's awful uh we've gone on record and said it it's the worst movie we've ever done on the show i was expecting that level of production here and it wasn't it wasn't at all um so story-wise it's okay you know, but it, it to me, it's OK because it's not about the story. It's about the characters that exist here. And every single one of these characters is ripped right out of a Hallmark movie and twisted enough so that it makes sense in this world. And yet it feels like they could also be real who's from yeah. Whoville, because it, it definitely does have that feel to it. Um, but it's it's also almost like Springfield. Where, like, you've got, like, the drunkard who's, like, you know, ah, he's doing, and and then, to me. The bumbling sheriff. The bumbling, (laughs) to me, the bumbling sheriff was, like, the best character here (laughs) because, like, he feels justified in everything it is that he does. I loved everything about this movie. The only thing I didn't love was that it was so good that I feel like it was held back by its budget.
1: Yeah, I mean, because this thing was made for six hundred thousand dollars, which uh, is nothing. Yeah, which is nothing in, in terms of making a movie. But I'm sure if you and
0: I pulled our our, our our like funds and like our retirement together, we could make a movie for six hundred thousand right.
1: dollars. <laughs> but you're you're absolutely right in the fact that yeah, this movie was just fun. You go to that SantaCon scene where he's just killing all of these guys in the bar. And he, like, at one point, takes the, like, plastic candy cane and, like, runs through somebody wearing an inflatable Christmas tree suit. You know, just, yeah. just all this ridiculous stuff. But even though the way the killings were happening was comical, the actual scene, that fits right in in any horror movie. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a terrible, brutal multiple murder. But then they still remind you that it's just goofy fun when they do the thing where like the the guy driving the bus is out on his phone and you see the mean one go by the window and then when he turns he's like behind the door and you can't see him anymore they did so much fun little stuff like that throughout the movie that when you get to the climactic you know uh cindy versus mean one fight at the end you love the fact that it's so cheesy and corny. Mm-hmm. You love the fact that all of her weapons look like somebody just spent $40 on a Christmas skin <laughs> for all of their gear in Call of Duty. Right. Like that's you, you love that moment because when you, because once you get there, that's the only way that they can keep escalating. Is Mm. to make that stuff so ridiculous. What's that? A Christmas ornament? No, it's a grenade that looks like a Christmas (laughs) ornament. You know? Oh, the entire Christmas tree is is just explosive. They did (laughs) so much fun. They just Mm. enjoyed themselves. And they, they set out to make something that that you watch with your friends and and you you have some drinks and you laugh and you're laughing with it. This is mm-hmm. a movie that is in on its own joke. You don't have to make fun of this movie because it's making fun of itself constantly. So you're in a position where you're laughing with the movie and that adds to the the quality of it. I enjoy I love just so many little things, but all of the times that they went right up to that, how many words can we steal straight from the book without plagiarizing? Line, right? You know, they they get right up to it. My absolute favorite is when uh, Doc kept almost saying Grinch, Grinch, yeah, yeah, and then the bartender would be like, Finch, order for Finch. It's like this is this, this see like that. That's what I was looking for in this movie. And then there would be, uh, you know, like just, just little spots here and there where it would be like eight straight words, like one couplet. From yeah. from the book, you know, and they'd be like, all right, now let's back off. Okay, now now we gotta tell our other thing. You know, they, they never called it Mount Crumpet, but it looked exactly, exactly like, like Mount it. Crumpet yeah. has always been portrayed. You know, yes, they didn't call him the Grinch, you know, they but they they said he was, you know, he, we just call him the mean one. And and um even his, one
0: fish, two fish, redfish, redfish, bluefish made an appearance.
1: Yes. Um, they they said that you know, your' they said his heart's an empty hole. You know, they 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 grabbed all of those mm-hmm. things from that from that Boris Karloff movie and from the book and and they just it was there there's no other word to describe it other than fun. Like I, I was just sitting there watching it, and I, and I kept laughing. and then and then, but then the, the stark transitions into these kill scenes when he kills the mayor of Newville who, by the way, okay, sure, I get that your car broke down, but whose car has ever broken down and the volume on their radio gone to max and then been unable to change the station? (laughs) But whatever. You know, so her car breaks down, and she is trying to get away because she has been setting up for hikers to come Mm -hmm. to Newville to feed to the mean one, to try to keep him off the streets. The sheriff has basically outlawed Christmas, like, a Hallmark movie type thing, like you said that that is absolutely something that would happen in a Hallmark movie, uh, Christmas Footloose, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs>
0: That's what I thought was Christmas <laughs>
1: Footloose. <laughs> and so, when so, I was
0: I was talking to, to Ralph today, and he was like, "Oh, it's like the Prowler. They haven't had Christmas in uh, twenty years." And I was like, "That's exactly what it is. There you it know, is. it's it's my bloody Valentine. It's the Prowler, <laughs> and now you put the mean one in."
1: <laughs> yes. Um, and so. She So she's, like, trying to work on her car. Her car is blasting Christmas music, so she knows she's toast if she doesn't get on the road <laughs> soon. And he shows up and, like, bites a chunk out of her face, wraps a bunch of her campaign stickers around her head. So, again, kind of Art the Clown style. It's comical but brutal. Drags her back and then slams the trunk on her head until it decapitates her.
0: Like... <laughs> i loved that scene i'm sorry to interrupt you, no you're but good i, I love that scene because the expected thing is for him to slam the hood of the car onto her right and decapitate her so when he pulls her out of there and bites a chunk of her face off you're like oh fuck this is not going the way i think it is and then sh- strangles her with the with the stickers and then he does end up doing what you want him to do, which is slamming it. But it's the trunk. Yeah, it, it was it was such a like a, it was such a reversal. And then like ah no, it's not. It was it was so so perfect. I think.
1: Yeah. I, so that that was all just that was spectacular. The way that he kills her dad at the beginning, where you just get kind of those glimpses, because you know a, another element of this movie is the fact that the the mayor and the sheriff are trying to convince everybody that this is not the christmas killer right that there's mm-hmm. there's no monster out there this is just an unfortunate thing that happened and so they're constantly trying to cover it up he's got the green ski mask he's like oh it was probably just a guy who took this <laughs> off you know like just all of those ridiculous things that it, it, was, it was it was it was a lot like it was it was oh uh, while it was just the Grinch and it was a horror movie, there were a lot of things that were also just satirical of what you would find in a run of the mill B horror movie, which Mm -hmm. again, they were so in on everything they were doing. Like they meant for this all to be a joke. Uh, The, the, the Kobler brothers, flip and Finn who wrote this thing. I can only imagine it was, this had to have started as just a, a late, drunken like christmas season night right where like yeah. their kids have fallen asleep and they're still watching the grinch and they're half a bottle of buffalo trace in and they're like man that guy would be a great horror movie killer and they wake up the next day and it's like there's just there's just a paper towel and they're looking at it. it's like what did we do last night like, i don't know <laughs> this just says grinch kills everyone we're we gonna do something with that we can do something with that. <laughs> sure, yeah, let's go. Um, it was just everything about this stacked up to, like you said, like Santa Slay. I I expected absolutely nothing out of Santa Slay, and it over delivered. I expected nothing out of this and again it overdelivered. And yeah, for 6 600, for 600,000, that's that's one like what are they called? Angel donor or whatever, right? Like right. you just you yeah. just find the right guy who like needs a tax write off and and you make this movie. So they they did everything right. The the special effects where they did digital versus where they did uh where they did practical were, was all very well thought out. Mm-hmm. they 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 didn't overdo either one they seemed to use just enough cgi that they could that they didn't have to use a huge chunk of their budget on special effects and but it was the only scenes, when yeah but the scenes where we were going to get in there and we were going to see it we got some good practical effects it was just it was impressive just beginning to end
0: yeah i i, I think it really was um and to, to me that was like the it was like the cherry on top because a lot of times these really low budget movies, what they end up doing is going so far into the CGI thing. Right. That nothing looks good. Um, and they managed to mix that practical and CGI thing to make it actually work right? where it's like, okay, well it would have cost so much money to get all that like corn syrup and all that in there. Like, yeah, just use a little splatter. And it, to me, it almost, I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into, into CGI stuff. But to me, it, it it was almost like it was chaos that was happening on screen when, when the CGI was happening. And like, so it didn't have to be this like precise looking thing. That's what, what they did. The, uh, the practical effects for it. To, yeah. to to me, to me, it just worked. and And then I think that the way to end it was just perfect.
1: Yeah. Again, um, the, the very end brings it right back around to that Hallmark thing. They're in a little town Christmas village and all the lights are back. I mean, and they did it fast as hell because she still, you know, has fresh wounds yeah. from fighting the mean one. But all of a sudden the town's like, hey, Christmas is back. I mean, they and they even, you know, do the little rhyming couplets. It seemed to happen overnight. And, you know, and then it's just like, boom, Christmas village. And it all popped up. And you're right. You look at that moment where they're walking arm in arm. And if you take away the fact that there are scratches on her face from fighting the mean one, that's the end of a Hallmark movie where the the uptight businesswoman is reminded of the magic of Christmas by the small town guy. who Never got away from home.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the small town guy happens. To be jewish right. and celebrates hanukkah yeah. you know and um that that was another thing that for me was just like fantastic but the other thing about the end is it really kind of to me makes a joke out of that ending the original grinch ending because it's like if your heart grows three sizes <laughs> you've got a heart condition yes and, like, that is what happens to him. And it's like, no, nah, his heart fucking explodes. Like, <laughs> how, how else do you explain someone's heart growing? Like, you can't get a heart boner. Right. Like, that doesn't happen. That shit doesn't stretch. It's
1: so. like. And they, they literally call it, was like cause of death. His heart grew three sizes. <laughs> it's like, yes. Yeah, no, no, no. We're not going to say it exploded. We're going to specifically remind you it grew three yeah. sizes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So uh, it, we started to get into some of the, you know, those side characters. We talked about Mayor McBean. Uh, we we talked about um, the, uh, the deputy uh, and the sheriff. Uh, so in a section that we're going to call the news of Newville um Danny was there any one or two or three or however many you'd like to talk about that uh that you'd like to mention here of characters
1: um you know you're I didn't even think about it until you said it and then I just saw all the pieces line up when you're talking about it being like a Hallmark movie and I start thinking about all of these characters and, and how they fit those tropes uh and I I loved Doc Zeus. Mm-hmm. I thought one. Yeah. Okay. Zeus. Right. That's funny. But also I just, I love, I, Oh, you know, the, the idea was like, Oh yeah, no, you've got the, the town drunk, but he's the one guy who actually knows what's going on. And, right. and, you know, he's just kind of stumbling through everything, but ends up kind of, you know, halfway helping out halfway, saving the day with his hunting rifle out there. Uh, he was he was a lot of fun. They give him just just a little bit of a tragic backstory just to remind mm-hmm. or I mean it's a very tragic backstory, but we'll only get a little bit of it. Uh, and just to remind you that yeah, it is still a horror movie, you know. But he was he was a it's weird to say he was comic relief because everybody's character was comical in how yeah. tropey they were. But if the if all things are on a spectrum and like the way everybody is, is the middle. Then he still slides far enough over to be comic relief as right. as this town drunk because the 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 sheriff says you've been drunk for twenty years You've been drunk for eleven years four days <laughs> it's like like <laughs> yes yes accurate okay I love it I love it yes details matter um so I, I did I I liked him a lot and I loved uh the 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 main little like sheriff's deputy um Burke yeah. Burke was just. With uh, with hit uh, the moment the time when he was trying to sing jingle bells and and he's yes. dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh, Oreos won't go, <laughs> and then he, and then he eventually just abandons it and starts singing dreidel dreidel. <laughs> like, and that was when we learned that the Grinch isn't just against Chris or the mean one isn't just against Christmas, he hates all holiday cheer, yes, is- equal
0: opportunity, murderer. Is-
1: <laughs> yes, um. He he was great. He did a great job with the little small town guy, bumbling, fumbling, meeting the the hot girl who came back the first time when he can't, you know, ma'am, miss that whole thing. Right. Uh, he he did a really good job. But my absolute favorite moment with him was the one time when he's supposed to deliver just this horribly serious line, but just because of the way that everything had happened, it was so hard to take it seriously. He goes to the sheriff and he goes. I tracked down where that website was made from. And the shares, oh, I thought that was buried deep. And he takes that dramatic pause and goes, I am a trained investigator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Yes, you are. Trained in Newville and you know how to work the internet. We're all so proud of you. Um <laughs> he just he 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 did a really good job of being. You know, like I said, just just kind of stumbling, bumbling guy, wannabe hero, guy who reminds everybody what Christmas is about. He really rounded out that whole Hallmark thing that they were after with it. And I did like him a lot.
0: He, he also had, um, aside from the bar scene, my favorite moment in the movie where um, he says that he's happy she forgave him. And she goes, forgave you for what? And he goes, for Passing off that store-bought matzo ball soup For homemade (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I am a sucker for matzo ball soup I absolutely love Jewish food Um, So uh, just around this time Every year uh, the wife and I will will make latkes, so uh, so it's just about that time. Uh, you know, we we are huge huge into the uh, the Jewish food, so uh, so it, it was nice to see my favorite soup of all time mentioned in a movie. <laughs> How often do you hear matzo ball soup mentioned in a movie? But then also that he made a joke about it. It was he was great. Um, you did mention my favorite, which was deputy chase um or burke sorry burke Um, no his his name was chase mullins uh so um who am i gonna talk about here um you know what her dad was (laughs) not in the movie for long but he was really funny yeah and and to me there was a chemistry there between her and uh and and her dad where it it Did feel like a like a healthy relationship had been born out of that trauma, unfortunately, Um, where like anything that she needed, he was there for. And I really loved that this holiday that had um, been like a, a source of trauma for her, he had found a way to keep it alive for her, because as as a little kid. Um, that's the sort of thing where it's like, okay, well, Christmas is ruined for me now. Right. And dad found a way to keep it fresh for you. Dad found a way to keep it relevant for you. So, um, I really love that he, he looked and, and sounded and acted like a loving father where when he, when he died so early, like I was expecting him to die, but I wasn't expecting him to die that early. I thought it was going to be deep, deep into the movie. And, and so it did kind of hit a little bit. Like, you know, I mean, it's not the kind of movie that's going to make you shed a tear. But right. but it was the sort of thing where I was like, oh, fuck, he died. I really wanted to see more of him. Um, and, and then, then the, he,
1: was, he was played by one of the writers. That was Flip Kobler. Right. Playing her dad. Yeah.
0: So, I mean... He clearly understood the character. Right. Um, And then the the last person that I'll mention was uh, is uh, Amy Schumacher, not Amy Schumer, but Amy Schumacher, uh, who played Mayor McBean, who um, was like, man, that name sounds sounds so familiar. And it is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Sylvester McMonkey McBean. Yes. uh, From uh, the Sneetches and Mm -hmm. other stories um so i think uh, he's
1: i think he's the guy who sold the uh who sold the machine that put the stars on and took the stars off yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that's that that's sylvester mcmonkey mcbean uh who mayor mcbean is uh named after um she was fantastic at the dirtbag yeah she really was she played the part really really well um we uh uh, you get that vibe from her the moment you see her campaigning. And so uh, maybe that's just like the bias in me where like, I don't trust politicians. But uh, but I think that she leaned into that um, where, um, you know, it was it was almost like uh, shit. What's the name of the mayor in um, Back to the Future? Goldie. Um... Oh, yeah, I can't remember oh, his name. Mind. Yeah you know that mayor now that's an idea that guy like she played him like that but in 1985 right you know where like he had that sort of slimy thing going on like he'd been in politics so long she's only just been in politics you know this is her like first re-election campaign and and so she played that part I think really well when it came out that she and the sheriff had colluded to to you know kind of lure these people, these hikers here. I was not shocked at all, not at all, uh, and I don't think I was supposed to be. That was not supposed to be like a aha, look at this moment. It, it was just uh, like yeah, no, yeah, th- of course, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and and it's because of how she played it, because she very well could have played it as um like a mayor who was trying to do something good for the city, and she never once played it that way. She always played her like a yeah. space ball. So good on her for that.
1: And, I mean, so one thing that's really cool is we we really got a chance to talk about all of the characters right there. Because this mm-hmm. is a very small cast. And it's always great when we can look at a movie and be like, okay, what character stood out for you? And we have something positive to say about all of them. But mm-hmm. there is one very special character that we've yet to talk about. And in a a section that we're calling he's a mean one, we've got to talk about the actual mean one played by none other than Art the Clown himself, David Howard Thornton, an Alabama boy from North Alabama. (laughs) He he is the mean one. What did you think about this portrayal of the Grinch?
0: I am so happy that it wasn't Art the Clown. Yeah, Uh, not because I don't think that it would have gelled because I think it would have but because it kind of shows that there's a lot more to art, the clown and the mean one than just what's on paper. Right. Because there is actual acting going on here. It's not just putting on some makeup and then getting out there and slashing people because he plays the character very, very differently. Uh, There's still some of that, like Mickey mousing stuff that he does in, in the terrifier movies, but it's, less sadistic and more right. animalistic, yeah. which is kind of weird to, to say because the, the main one is definitely sadistic, but um, where art, the clown plays like a psychopath. This guy plays like a cartoon character.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and that I, my favorite moment is when he's doing like the finger walk on the floor,
1: <laughs> straight out of the animated,
0: straight out of the animated movie. Um, like I, I could hear Boris Karloff's voice <laughs> narrating that that scene, and um, like th- it's not a physically demanding scene. You just don't show him like his knees are on the floor, <laughs> right? But it, it, he, he played it as if he was actually walking on his fingertips, and it's the it's the kind of thing where like sure anyone can do it, but can they? Because if right. I did it, I can guarantee you. I would fall flat fuck on my face and it wouldn't fucking work. They'd be like, who the fuck is that guy? Get the, (laughs) get him the fuck out of that costume. It worked not just because he had the, the prosthetics and all that on, but he actually transformed into the Grinch. To me, I prefer this Grinch. I'm going to be dragged here, but I prefer it to Jim Carrey. Okay. All right, I got to be honest, I prefer it to Jim Carrey. This is, and I love Jim Carrey. He's a he's a childhood hero of mine. But to me, he captured the Grinch in a way that I don't think that 2003 4, 2, whatever that Grinch version that came out then was. This is infinitely better than that movie. There's there's a a a, a, a maniacal sort of something. That Thornton kind of taps into. And I think that that's necessary, not just for the Grinch, but for Dr. Seuss. Right. I think I think that there's a little bit of horror in every Dr. Seuss drawing. Um. Uh, and I've said it over and over again. I'm pretty sure I've said it on the show. Um, I think that the scariest home invasion story is not The Strangers. It's The Cat in the Hat. That is the scariest, <laughs> craziest home invasion story. Can you imagine a six-foot-tall cat coming into your house? He's fucking cracked out. You can see it in his eyes. And he brings two other crackheads with him, and they hold you hostage. And they're telling you, look at your fish. Your fish is talking. He's telling you not to do this, but you want to do it. That's, that's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And he captures that essence of the the, the horror of, of childhood in in this. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. I'm sure I am because that's like my thing. Right. But but Thornton fucking knocked it out of the park. This is now going to become one of my Christmas mainstays. Like I am going to watch this every year. It's going to be a double feature with Santa Slay.
1: Yeah, this the way that he played the Grinch and it's funny that you talk about the Jim Carrey Grinch because There were so many times, it's, you know, whereas when we were younger, that Boris Karloff Grinch was kind of the Mm -hmm. one that was ubiquitous. That was the one everybody talked about. Like, if you bought anything Grinch themed, it was always that one. That's what was on there. Now, for, you know, a lot, even a lot of teachers I work with and stuff, like if we're talking about the Grinch, their default setting is to talk. Is they're talking about Jim Carrey's Grinch, mm-hmm. and and so and you know that that's great. That makes sense. I get that. I yeah, I love the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. And so what was funny about watching this was how many times some of those little those things you were talking about where he is cartoonish, and yes, uh, you know you're, you're you can say that that you like it better th- than Jim Carrey's, which I, I kind of do too, just because this is more my style. Mm-hmm. But you could tell that he must have watched that. Uh, I mean, that's Ron Howard, right? Like that Ron Howard Grinch mm-hmm. 15, 16, 20 times. And just focused on the way that Jim Carrey moved and the things that he did in that movie. Because there are so many. I just watched that with my class. The, 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 I watched Jim Carrey's Grinch and this one in the same day yesterday. And so seeing them essentially in a double feature over the course of 12 hours, it was real easy to pick out just body movements and things he was doing that were obviously based on that Jim Carrey Grinch, which is not a bad thing when you've got to look at who the audience for this movie is going to be. And it's going to be a lot of people that that is their Grinch, not Boris Karloff, but Jim Mm -hmm. Carrey, not an animated one, but this live action one moving in ways that are just comedic. And you could tell he, he studied that and he, but then he, but when you watched him, it wasn't, Oh, he's trying to be Jim Carrey. It was, oh, he's just trying to be the Grinch. And mm. that's how the Grinch moves. And even when you go back to the Dr. Seuss book and you see all those times he's standing and you know, he, he does the whole yeah, hand the on the his hip thing yeah. <laughs> with the elbow pointed straight back, like all those things that, that people think about Jim Carrey doing, those are illustrated in that original book. You get the cartoon version of him doing that. We just continue to get evolutions of people making these Grinchy movements. Their own. And Thornton knocked that out of the park. It was, he didn't just, it would have been easy to, like you said a while back, put the makeup on and then just be a a movie killer. You know, you, you, he could have, it could have been makeup's on. This is my mask. Now I'm just Jason. Now I'm just Michael Mm -hmm. Myers. And he could have just slashed people and we would have watched it and gone, God, this could have been so much fucking better. But they didn't do that. They took it and he was the Grinch as a killer. He walked on his fingertips. He made the big, ridiculous movements as he's swinging stuff around. And, mm-hmm. and he was a cartoon character. And it was amazing. And then, in, then, there, and then he would just, it was like that, that, that switch would flip. And then he would become this killer. Another element of it, you, you used the word earlier, cryptid. This idea that, yeah, oh, she gets the blurry photo of him running yeah. by. You know, like he, he she's trying to convince everybody that he's real. He's out there. I've seen him. He killed my mom. You know, it's the, it's the horror movie version of those... Uh, Those shirts that say like Bigfoot's real and he tried to suck my dick, you know, like (laughs) like, she (laughs) I didn't make that up. Those those exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, so, yeah, so they make him into like this town cryptid. And then they up the ante again. And this motherfucker is taking shells. I mean, just just slugs to the back. Mm-hmm. And then turning around and just giving evil looks and running off. They 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 managed to take those elements and make him superhuman as well, which adds credence to that cryptid theory. Mm-hmm. I also love that they never tried to give us any backstory you know they weren't like oh well he's he's the offspring of some sort of wood nymph and a, a bear yeah, or something he just like is. that yeah no he just is mm-hmm. yeah he's just he's just the mean one he lives up there on that mountain and because you and your mom called him a monster now he hates christmas you know <laughs> like yeah and that that's just who he is now uh so they they did a lot of great stuff they they didn't try to establish any background mythos on who he was we got just what we needed out of the people and i love that because that's what we needed out of him we just needed we just needed him to be cool and he was and i think another thing that's amazing about this is of that six hundred thousand dollars i can only assume at least 20 percent of it went into those prosthetics because they looked fantastic they looked fucking good Yes. Like the way his face was done up and everything, you could obviously tell he was the Grinch, but they weren't shooting to make him look just like Jim Carrey, which Mm -hmm. would have been impossible because anybody who's ever read or seen anything about that. There's a large chunk of the the faces he makes that that's just Jim Carrey's face. So they didn't, (laughs) they didn't try to recreate that. They were just like, We need him to look like the Grinch and we want it to look good. And they pulled that off in spades. He looked awesome. Um, The, you know, he never really talked, which was cool. We get, we got some growls, right? I did like the growling. Yeah. But the, the growling and I mean, just those guttural screams. I, I really, and then when it comes down to just the acting chops of what you can do without talking at the end, She's sitting over him with the knife and she's about to stab him, realizes he's still wearing the necklace that she gave him, uh, with 20 years ago and, and drops the Harry Potter line, you know, after all these years. And, uh, I was just, I was like, I was like, I swear to God, if the one word he says in this whole movie is always. So he, um, and so then we get the flashback to that night and we kind of, we get it from his perspective, which is, she really did kind of warm his heart and maybe Mm -hmm. change things in that moment. But then when the mom attacked him and he accidentally killed her, we got to see him freaking out about the fact that Cindy's mom died. And he, he gave that in that those couple of seconds, you read it on him. It's like, Oh God, he did not want this to happen. And he is traumatized by it. Mm -hmm. Then she calls him a monster then we get that one scene where we kind of watch him evolve from whatever it was that he was when she saw him and and gave him the necklace and his eyes change and he's just kind of sitting there like gritting his teeth that could have been super corny and so but i think the reason it wasn't is because of how good thornton is with that yeah. makeup on there are some people who you can pile under layers and layers and layers of prosthetic and makeup but they're so fucking good under it that it they still shine through ron perlman is one of those guys yeah you know like you you go back to beauty and the beast you go to hellboy you go to those things he always manages to shine through all of that stuff i was actually gonna say
0: doug jones but doug jones um, yeah yeah, doug
1: jones i mean and that's that's basically all doug jones has done Mm -hmm. right i mean but but it's always great like the Shape of Water is a weird fucking movie, but I was still emotionally connected to the fish guy, right? Like, Absolutely, you know. And, but and that's what Thornton was able to give us in this portrayal of the Grinch. In that moment, you got twenty years of of unprocessed trauma that this got that this thing is living through, and that all came through in this one scene that was. 10 seconds long and could have been amazingly corny Mm -hmm. and, and it it happened. And I was like, damn, that was great. And I, I I just, I hope that more and more people, I I hope that he keeps doing these great low budget, like horror movies like this, but I, I hope he gets a chance to be in front of a wider audience doing what he does Because he has now, I mean, he has now portrayed two iconic characters, and this movie doesn't have the weight that Terrifier has. Right. But this is the type of movie that, that is two, three, five years from now, people are going to dig this one up and be like, how did we miss this? How did this one slip through the cracks? Because this is. This, this this is a this is a diamond in the rough of of B level christmas horror movies
0: it it really is yeah um and i i agree with that um because i it's only been a year since this one came out yeah and i'm all i'm already down on myself like how the fuck did i miss this yeah because um it it really is that good um question did you like the illumination grinch movie I don't hate the it. The Cumberbatch one?
1: Uh I I got nothing against it. Uh, it's just I don't know. It's I I the Grinch doesn't have enough edge in it for me. Like mm-hmm. uh he's like I I need I need him to be more than just like a little grumpy. You know like <laughs> I, I I like I like this, there's the this scene in the Jim Carrey one where he's, where he's just reading the phone book and screaming that he hates them. Like I need I need that. I need that level of edge out of my Grinch. And I mean it's fine but uh, you know, he's like at one point out grocery shopping, like in Whoville, like, no, I want him to hate Whoville just all the time and all of the people in it. So <laughs> it is what it is. My kids like it. That's, you know, that's their generation of, yeah. of, of the Grinch. Like when my kids say they want to watch the Grinch, that's the one they're talking about wanting to watch is the illumination. Got you.
0: Got you. All right. All right. Interesting. Um. Final segment before we go into our ratings which we haven't discussed yet right <laughs> uh in a in a segment that um Daniel beautifully named Jing tinglers and tartinkas uh which are uh gifts instruments that are gifted in the uh, the original uh Hallegrin stole Christmas um we're going to talk about it's christmasosity Christmasness, yeah, yeah I, feel, um, I feel like we,
1: we kicked this word around 15 different times last year too but yeah let's go to chris chris Christmas christmasity
0: christmasity there we go so um how do you feel this movie does as a christmas movie
1: i think it's i think it's perfect I I think that I think that as a Christmas movie, like there's, 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 there's no argument here. Oh, is the mean one a Christmas movie? You know, like, no, we don't, we don't need to do that. Right. Like, yes, it's a Christmas movie. It's, it's a horror Christmas movie. It's a Hallmark Christmas movie. It's, it's a, it's a party Christmas movie. It's a, Drunken, 2 a.m. I need something on the TV to fall asleep. Christmas movie. It is, it is everything. You know, you've got the the town, you've got the the town that's forgotten the meaning of Christmas and the outsider who reminds them. You've got you've got the big bad who hates Christmas and never wants to see it come around again. Uh, everything, every single piece of this movie is a Christmas trope down to the fact that her weapons at the end are Christmas decorations. There's, there is absolutely no denying this, This, you know, just on, on a rating scale of 1 to 10 on how what, what's the Christmosity of this movie. It's an 11. Everything about this revolves around Christmas. Christmas has its fingers in everything except for the, the mayor's reelection campaign that's the one thing that's not Mm. christmas specific in the entire movie and you know in fact
0: makes no sense because wouldn't it be in november right like shouldn't it
1: have ended a month ago or she she would would have campaigned way in advance (laughs) like i know i just got elected but hey (laughs) (laughs) y'all um yeah no everything about this screams christmas it's like i said it, it 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 screams every type of christmas there there's there's no way around that one
0: I agree. Uh it's it's Christmasosity uh or uh whatever it was. Um Christmasosity. christmas is uh is 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 through the roof. Um that that meter, whatever uh, uh, Christmosity meter there is, like it's it's, it's it grew three sizes. It grew 3 sizes. It grew and 3 sizes. The Christmasity um,
1: meter grew 3 sizes for this and, movie. And
0: and even when you do the thing that I do where I always defend uh, die hard as a Christmas movie I say that you know the the common themes for Christmas movies it's present here right it's a it's about reconnecting with family uh it's it's about moving past you know family trauma family issues um all of that is here uh with the added cryptid survival that right. you normally don't see in Christmas movies um there's snow. There's a uh, there's mountains there's holly and um and and, uh, and mistletoe and uh, and and there's Hanukkah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, so, it, to, to the holiday movie in general.
0: It, it, it to to me it is it is a holiday spectacular. Um, that that I I think this could bring world peace. I think that if <laughs> we all could get along the way that uh, that Cindy and Burke do where they can look past each other's differences and say, Hey, you celebrate Christmas. I celebrate Hanukkah. Um, and yet here we are together enjoying a walk through this market. Right. You know, there's, there's hope for us yet.
1: Yeah. I, it, it really, it really does just check every single box. Uh, and mm-hmm. this is, you know, th- there's, Uh, I watched a movie uh, uh, sometime back in the summer called The Lodge. And that's one that like takes place around Christmas time. But, you know, that would be one where the Christmosity meter is just kind of buried because it Mm -hmm. doesn't go past the fact that it takes place at Christmas time. I did the same thing with uh, um, back in October. I watched um, Await Further Instructions outside Mm -hmm. of the fact that it takes place like on Christmas Day. It, it could have been anywhere and it would have happened exactly the same because that that's what I always kind of look at in whether or not something is a Christmas movie is could it have could this set of could everything that happened here happen in a completely different month and played out exactly the same. And for this one, no, it couldn't have because the you need the onus of. Uh, the catalyst not on us you need the catalyst of people listening to Christmas music and putting up mm-hmm. the decorations to piss this mm-hmm. guy off to bring him to you you know you need those things he's wearing a damn Santa suit like this is <laughs> this is definitely a Christmas movie so yeah they're like like I said definitely grew three sizes that day
0: yeah yeah and you can disagree and and be
1: wrong just be okay with that. <laughs> um, so, so- <laughs> that, that, that gets us to the end Right. It, yep. I mean, it, it's time to rate this thing. So, if you're new to the show or you just need a quick reminder, we have been gone for a little while. We rate every movie only against itself. We're not looking at how good this movie is and the lexicon of horror movies. We're saying for what they set out to do, how good is this movie? So, out of a, so we do every time we do a movie with a unique rating scale that we change every time. So, mm-hmm. Dave, out of a possible five candy cane striped shotguns, What do you give the mean one? Um, I was
0: waffling back and forth on what to give it. Um, I'm going to go really high here. um, Higher than I initially thought. I'm going to go four and a half. Candy cane striped shotguns. Because I think that this movie is really, really, really fun. And the only drawback to it. Is that it is so good that it's better than a B movie, but its budget prohibits it from being better than a B movie. So it kind of exists in this weird world where like, I want it to have a bigger budget because I want the special effects to be better. I want the lighting and the production and everything to be just a little bit better, but then it probably would lose its charm. So I feel like it has to be either a little bit worse. (laughs) <laughs> or just a little bit better And it's kind of sitting in this weird place Where it's like It either has to be perfect Or it has to be more flawed Right And it's I, it's a weird place to be
1: I know exactly Kind of the inner term- or turmoil You're having right now <laughs> Because that's exactly where I've sat with it And so I too am comfortable Going four and a half uh, candy cane striped shotguns Because it is it's it is It's better than a sci-fi original 100 mm-hmm. percent. it's better than a sci-fi original but it's shot and looks like a sci-fi movie a, a mm-hmm. sci-fi original so yeah i need them to triple the budget and still keep the charm which might be impossible mm-hmm. or i need them to tone it down and make it to where i'm laughing at the movie yes mm-hmm. But then I'm still probably not gonna go up to five, right? So this, you're right. There's like this bizarre nebulous space where it's almost like a 4.5 is a perfect rating for a movie like this. It's it, it's like it's in a, it's in a it's in some sort of weird movie purgatory where that that last half of a candy cane striped shotgun is always just out of reach. Like Mm -hmm. it can't get it because then the reality of what this movie is, is shattered. And so I, it's, it's weird because I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, like it's perfect for what it wanted to be, but I want it to be, I like, I can't give it that last half star because I want it to be a little bit better. Like, I just want a couple tweaks that make it that little bit better. But yeah, no, this yeah, four and a half. It is it is just a solidly fun, great Christmas horror movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I think it doesn't ever want to be anything more than that. And if you want it to be more than that, the problem is not the movie, the problem is you. Right. This is exactly what it is, and it's exactly what it needs to be, and it's exactly what it will be year after year because it's definitely getting on our TV
1: every oh, year. Oh, yeah. Mine too. mine too without a doubt so there you have it yeah Solidly a 4.5 Unanimous across the board For the mean one Get out and check this thing out I mean support the people Who made this movie Mm -hmm. uh, Because it's just It's great It's a lot of fun Um, If you've enjoyed this Make sure you head over To shiverpod.com Where you can find links To all of our social media outlets We are on Mm -hmm. Instagram Facebook And Twitter We use Instagram the most Uh, I've had a couple things Kind of break through The static here uh, Lately So if you are new To the show And you're just now listening Because of Our last Christmas post that, uh, that that went decently viral on Instagram. welcome. we're glad to have you mm-hmm. um now the sad news is as we've talked about Christmas holiday season, scheduling is a bitch when you're a teacher and a parent and you and just you've got family so there is a strong possibility that this is our (laughs) last episode of 2023 we're not a hundred percent sure yet but we're pretty sure it might be so um if you are listening now You've got the next couple weeks to go back, catch up on anything you've missed. Our Mm -hmm. entire back catalog can be found anywhere you get your podcast. If you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, any of those apps that allow you to rate, we'd love a five-star rating. We'd love some feedback. Let us know what you think we could do better, what we should do differently, or if you just want to be on the show because we're always looking for guests. So get out there. Get that done. It is the holiday season. So regardless of what you celebrate, happy everything to you. We're very happy to have all of you as listeners. It's been a great year for Shiver. 2023 has been really good for us. Uh, Our first in-person meetup 2023 was a great year for horror movies. We've met some great people through doing this show. I mean, it's, it's been fantastic. So let me just end my part here by saying, if you, if you are friends with us, if you are new to the show, if you know us in person, if you just know us through your headphones, we love and appreciate every one of y'all. This is this continues to be a spectacular ride. There is a bunch of great stuff on deck for 2024. I mean, this is the type of thing that's got the steam to keep going. So, we hope you guys keep listening.
0: Absolutely. So, on behalf of all of us here at Shiver, fright you very much.